said I was just considering myself lucky that I was able to turn everything on on my own. Monsignor, can I make a request? What's that? May I make a request? Sure. Can you have Cynthia send this an outline? Remember you used to write the outline on the board? Yeah. And you mentioned that you're going to try to get us an outline. Right. I, I, uh, she's not here. Uh, she's not coming in. So I'll do the best I can with her directions to uh, uh, to send out a, an outline, at least like a blast email or something like that. But she hasn't been in since we kind of shut the place down uh, uh, last week. Uh, or at least beginning this week, she hasn't been around. But I'll be in touch with her to figure out how we can do that. I, I apologize for that. Uh, but again, welcome to everybody. And uh, I think, you know, first, uh, I hope everybody had a good break uh, last week. And uh, <clears throat> such as it was, you know, but maybe as, as we, you know, begin with a prayer tonight, I think we, we, you know, it goes without saying that we are, you know, living in times that we we never uh, trained for, you might say, uh, and uh, a time where we just, you know, it's affecting us on so many different uh, levels. Uh, and again, we just think of the uh, whoever of us ever would have thought that we would have uh, literally no public celebration of mass or the sacraments. Uh, something that, you know, out of a, out of a bad movie or something like that. Um, so I think if there's any blessing that, uh, has come to us or could be, um, kind of, you know, gleaned out of this is that, uh, we, we so often, especially in class, we, we speak of the church being a communion and sometimes the roll the words roll off. And they're kind of just conceptual to us. But I think we're beginning, if anything, to understand uh, the how important we are to each other as the people of God. How we want to be connected with each other. Whether, uh, when we cannot have communion both with the Lord and with each other, something is missing. But both the Lord and our communion of faith are still with us. Uh, so I think we lift up in prayer tonight uh, the whole world, really, uh, which is a responsibility as, as Catholics. Uh, but uh, in a very particular way, uh, we pray for one another. Please, uh, we pray for anyone who is sick or has family members who are sick or who have passed away. Uh, certainly pray for everybody in the uh uh, healthcare field. Uh, we have blessed to have some physicians with us, uh, and and uh, just uh, all that's going, uh, the, the the sacrifices and the struggles and the risks that are being taken in a heroic way. Uh, another uh, way in which it's, it, it's uh, touch, you know, kind of uh, come close to home. Uh, one of our recent alumni, about three three years ordained. Uh, Father Mark Bristol, Lieutenant Mark Bristol, is uh, a chaplain on the Roosevelt, the uh, the aircraft carrier that has like 40 cases. Over, over, over a thousand cases. 
what makes uh, an act morally relevant, you know, good or bad, uh, which again is intimately connected with conscience, uh, and uh, and to uh, begin to look at uh, the final, the back end of the, uh, the, the the fundamental moral part, uh, the uh, you know virtue and sin and uh, and, and issues uh, related to that. So what we what we're looking at, we, we started off uh, last week by saying, what is the you might say the the, the via negativa. Uh, very important to kind of let's say you might say begin by uh, saying what conscience is not uh, before we begin to unpack what it is. Uh, the the reason being that uh, human nature being what it is, it can be uh, conscience can be confused with a number of different uh, experiences, a number of different realities uh, that we uh, that we face as uh, uh, as you know, as humans. Uh, again, conscience is something that we all, I say, know about. Conscience is something that we all have an experience of. But as Saint Augustine said about time, we all know what time is until we have to explain what it is. And something similar could happen in terms of conscience. We have what we what we'll look at, you know, Vatican II, Vatican sixteen. We'll say we have an experience of a law written on our heart that we did not write ourselves. Uh, saying, you know, do this or avoid that. So we have some uh, experience of conscience, uh, but. In explaining it to ourselves or to others, we may do so in a kind of an incomplete way. So we want to try as best as possible to clear the air about what is not an adequate notion of conscience before we begin to look positively. So this is by way of review. I mean, we can then see if there are any questions that you might have had. The first thing that conscience is not is that psychological category, you might say, of the superego. Uh, even though I'm told some textbooks of psychology and, and psychiatry would use the term almost synonymously with conscience. Uh, the difficulty with superego is that, in, in a certain sense, is uh, outside of ourselves. Again, it's the idea of like Jiminy Cricket. Uh, uh, there's an authority that we we, we, we we see outside of ourselves, again, that image I think I might have used that you walk by the refrigerator at three o'clock in the morning, you open it up and there's the chocolate pie, cream pie sitting in there and part of you says do it and then all of a sudden it's as if somebody sitting on your shoulder says don't do it. Well that 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 is external. Uh, and it's not and, and the authority of conscience does not come to us in a real sense from without. It does I mean it's it's not solitary. Obviously, it's intimately related to God. As St. Thomas Aquinas would say, it is how we participate in the mind of God. But uh, it is a, uh, uh, it's also, the superego is many times caught up with cultural taboos. 
uh, or things that you might say, that's just not done, in quotes. Uh, again, uh, a, a sense of authority that is uh, uh, from without and uh, something that is based on a uh, on fear of guilt and punishment rather than a real pursuit of what is genuinely good. Again, the idea of uh, we might see that struggle where somebody, whatever it might be, uh, you know, think of a, of a kid in, uh, uh, you know, in high school uh, wants to sit with the geeky kid at lunch, wants to, you know, wants to reach out to this kid, but said, well, better not because they would friends make fun of me and all of that. Again, it, 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 there is a pursuit of good that gets choked off by saying, well, really, I want to fit in. Uh, so we, we would say that that would be uh, a desire to, uh, that's why we, that's not an adequate notion of conscience, especially because at the heart of being a disciple many times is going against the grain. Uh, so I think we understand that. Uh, another thing is that, again, it's a little bit more subtle, perhaps, than we said. It's not a simply an aspect of autonomy. Uh, autonomy is a, is a big issue. I mean, it's, I think we, 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 we understand it particularly, let's say, in the healthcare context, the idea of patient autonomy. Uh, we, we, we understand it in our American tradition of rugged individualism. Uh, you know, the, the, the Frank Sinatra anthem, I did it my way. Uh, how often that, you know, uh, the, the people sometimes you know, in the parish ask for that to be the recessional hymn at a funeral. And I said, well, you know, if we're doing it our way, is not what you, having done it my way is not what I want to be able to present at the particular judgment uh, when the Lord calls me. Uh, so again, but but but, it, but it's part of our our uh, you know of, of our experience. So what we got is a uh, now there is a legitimate sense of autonomy in the sense that we do have to be responsible. We do have to stand on our own two feet. Uh, we don't get simply push along with the crowd, but the idea of uh, as we've as we've seen when we talked about the dignity of the human person, if the, the we can't speak about human life except to understand that it is sacred from the first moment and social from the first moment. So any kind of construct, legal or otherwise, that gives me the impression that I am. You know, basically free to do whatever I want, uh, as long as it's legal and it doesn't get in somebody else's way, uh, is not is is not a, an, an adequate way to make moral judgments. Uh, so again, there is we don't uh, we, we, we 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 say it's not simply our autonomy uh, because again it, it, that's founded on a. Uh, basically an unreal notion of the human human person and human life. Third thing that it is not is, you might say, uh, 
I use the term baptizing. You could say the canonization of my own personal preferences. Uh, in other words, that I, I can feel, I can have very strong feelings about something one way or another. And there's nothing wrong with having strong feelings uh, about having being passionate about justice, about this or that cause or something like that. In fact, we need that. But the idea is that it's more than, you know, it, it, my conscience is, is, is more than what I feel strongly about. Uh, the Just to cut to the chase, there was a, a member, you know, uh, back in the 90s, uh, being involved in a, uh, uh, a panel discussion on, on, on human sexuality and the issue of same-sex attraction, same-sex homosexual activity in plain English came up. And there were people there who had family members who were gay or lesbian. And, and, uh, and they, they came out very strongly about, you know, uh, against, you might say, what church's official position is because obviously they feel very strongly about their son or daughter about their want their their happiness their acceptance their uh uh you know being not being unjustly discriminated against but again the, the strong feelings does not make uh the activity objectively good that is not involving somebody in the, the pursuit of truth. So again, it's not simply that you know, I have that what, what, what works for me or what works for mine. The stakes are too high when we're looking at what is authentically, genuinely good. So we do have to be very careful about uh, the the the, uh, the idea of uh, my, my 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 personal preferences might be fine and good, but they have to be grounded in truth, uh, or, or you know, and and uh, can I make a mistake? Absolutely. Uh, but the the idea is: do I do I am I docile? Do I sincerely find out what is? Uh, what, what is the truth to the best of my ability, uh, even if it is an inconvenient truth, even if it is a challenging truth, even if it is precisely what I want to hear. And we're, we're taking the situation that we're in now with the social distancing, uh, with, with you know all of the stuff that, that we need to go through at this point, uh, the... Uh, uh, you know, it goes against our grain. Uh, we, we, we have strong reactions against it. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's not true. You know, that it's not in everyone's best interest to go along with it. Uh, so, again, I think we get the idea without beating, you know, a, a dead horse here. Uh, so those are three possible... Uh, ways in which we could confuse the idea of conscience. Uh, now we can just get them, you know, put them out there, and then we can start to begin to look at something a little bit more on the constructive side. But first, are there any questions or comments uh, about anything thus far?
So far, so good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The uh, so what would, would the next general section you might say would be uh, what I would call towards a Christian understanding of conscience. Uh, um, and it is around now, if you haven't been, you know, working on it, it it's, it's about now where some of the things you might be reading in uh, John Paul II's uh, Veritas Splendor is uh, uh, beginning to come, uh, make a little bit more sense, uh, or at least you see, you know, where, where he's coming as he sets up that relationship between conscience and truth. So uh, we are going to put it in the, uh, the, the 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 context of uh, the understanding of of the the the, the, the moral act, uh, understanding of the uh, of the, 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 you might say the the the, the, the different levels or moments of conscience uh, and begin to see how we we can explore it in Christian uh, theology. Now, let's take a look at uh, a quotation from Gaudium uh, et uh paragraph 16. Uh, now, if you remember, Gaudium et Spes is the pastoral constitution on the church in the modern world. As you know from Vatican II, there are two documents on the church. The first one being the, uh, uh, the, the, the dogmatic constitution, Lumen Gentium. Probably studied that if you do, or will, if you haven't done yet, yet done ecclesiology, that will figure, uh, you know, very prominently in your studies. And then the second one was the pastoral constitution, where the church reaches out to uh, the world, uh, where the church seeks to connect with all people of goodwill. And the experience of conscience is one of those fundamental human experiences that allow for dialogue, uh, that allow for uh, us to look at issues uh, not only within the church, but as the encyclicals of the popes often say, they're addressed not only to the church, but to all people of goodwill. Uh, so again, that fundamental experience of, of conscience. So, and I'm, I'm quoting from the Catechism, uh, paragraph 1776, very patriotic, uh, but that is a quote, which is a quote from Gaudium in Spes 16. And it goes this way. Deep within his conscience, man discovers a law which he has not laid upon himself, but which he must obey. Its voice, ever calling him to love and to do what is good and to avoid evil, sounds in his heart at the right moment. For man has in his heart a law inscribed by God. His conscience is man's most secret core and his sanctuary. There he is alone with God, whose voice echoes in his depths. It's a very rich 
statement. Uh, we will we'll unpack it over the next couple of weeks, but you can already see the dynamics where we're going. That it, it, it kind of speaks to two levels of conscience. What I would call an abiding sense or what uh, the, the coming out of the scriptures and the tradition would be called cinderesis. The idea of that attraction to the good that all of us as human beings have a uh, that 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 uh, natural inclination to do that which is good. Uh, so that you might say is the first level, and there is the more the the, the 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 one that really is the most dramatic or synesis, the, the, the idea of the practical judgment. The practical judgment of, okay, I'm being called to do the good. What is the good uh, in this particular situation? Uh, now, again, we have a lot of things that can help us. Perhaps we have moral norms, we have law, as we saw. Uh, but again, in the final analysis, we have to make the judgment uh, in this particular case, what is the good I want to do, the evil I want to avoid. So we're going to see those two elements of conscience uh, that, that, that <coughs> and uh, then the, the, the practical judgment, which has certain steps you might say, associated with it. Uh, we also see in, in that, that statement the, the, uh, uh, the idea that we are, you know, we are alone with God in, in, in our conscience. It is where, uh, it, it is basically upon that which we will be judged. Uh, and, and that's why we need to, to take it seriously. Make sure that what we are, uh, you know, is it possible to disagree with the tradition of the church? Is it possible to uh, dissent, if you want to use the term, on one thing or another and still be in good faith? Still be, you know, holy? Yes. Uh, that's the we, we long understood. I think you knew that before you came here. However, when we talk about the primacy of conscience, which the tradition and the teaching of the church defends, we got to make, pardon my French, damn sure, it's really the conscience and not my feelings, not my this, my that, my preferences, my strong inclinations one way or the other. Uh, so it's, 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 it's this the drama of moral life here. Uh, so again, but, but to see that what comes out to us you might say is the, uh, the, the, the if you're looking for a word from our from the scriptures, for instance, what does it mean? Uh, it means uh, yeah, the, 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 you can think of the word heart. You know, and we use that in, in our language. In my heart, I know this. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I believe that. Okay, it, 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 we're talking about because if you're looking at it now from the point of view of scripture. Uh, I mean, you know, getting the origins of 
our reflection on conscience uh, that in the in the we don't see the term really it's or at least we don't see the term as we know it uh, today uh, so conscience is you might say uh, described rather than defined uh, by uh, the, the scriptures uh, so the idea of uh, uh, the the, the uh, the, the, the idea of, of uh, coming to to uh, you know of, of the, the King David example, uh, King David example coming to realize that he had sinned in his act of adultery and murder. Uh, that, that, that that you know it, it, he, he it was his it was the reflection that he he knew that he did not do right thing he knew that he did not follow that which is good uh again the, the uh from looking at the psalms looking at the wisdom literature as a whole the use of the word heart to reflect the the, the whole of the of the inner person uh as, as being uh uh the uh at, at play again what we're talking about is uh, especially in the Old Testament, the the uh, it's not so much the what we we would use the term today. It speaks a lot about like the subsequent conscience. Uh, the, 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 you don't the, the the scriptures don't go into great detail in terms of how to make a moral judgment, but they certainly describe the feelings, good or bad, after a moral act has been done. So again, it's a different. They're not coming at it, they didn't have the resources of theology or science that we would have today in speaking about it. Uh, the New Testament, again, as I mentioned, the word cardia, the heart, uh, the, the, uh, the, the famous Matthew 6, 19 to 21, the, the idea of lusting in one heart, in one's heart, Again, the, the idea of a uh, the, that the, the act is coming from the core, the moral core of a person. So and then so they they uh, but even in the New Testament, there's no specific word that you would translate, you know, directly as conscience. Uh, the idea that uh, Saint Paul uses. Uh, uh, let's say in Romans 14, 23, the idea of uh, the, the, the of, of witness, that, 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 that our, our conscience would bear witness uh, to explain how it accompanies us in our actions. It bears witness in our favor, it bears witness against us. But again, it, it speaks about the, uh, uh, the, the, the need to... Uh, that being new creatures, again, that idea of new life in Christ that we spoke about, we are uh, uh, speaking of uh, uh, the idea of uh, how does how do new creatures view the world? How do the new creatures view reality? Uh, so again, it, 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 when we, when we, we, we're speaking about how we, we, we would say today probably live out our faith in plain English, and how we evaluate that, the, the actions uh, 
in light of of our of our of our new being new creatures. So far, so good. Good. Okay. If we're moving along again, you know, uh, the Bohr and others would do say, uh, you know, uh, we would talk about it historically. We won't go to every historical detail, but the uh, uh, what we what we do see as we move from the fathers into the scholastic era is that that development, you might say, of the uh, uh, the two senses of conscience. Uh, represented by those two Greek words, which again, I, I'll, I can't say, I don't think you can see it on the board. Maybe you can. I'll give it a shot. Mother. Father, you've got to be more toward the center. Okay, a little bit more to the right. Okay. Just a little, to the right. 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 You're right. Perfect. Hard to read, Father. You may have to spell them out for us. I will. I'll do both. Yeah. Okay. These are two. These are transliterations of two Greek words. The first would be again coming from the, uh, the scholastic theology would be. Uh, the word syndesis, which would be S Y N D E R S I S. Okay, S Y N D E R E S I S. That idea would be, you might say, what I call the the abiding sense of conscience. I don't know if anybody else uses that term, uh, or it's that that innate inclination to the good that the council was speaking about. Uh, or in other words, or maybe uh, a, a sense of, uh, of having responsibility. Okay, so it, 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 it's, uh, again, it's not very specific. And it's open to, uh, you know, obviously, it, it, it needs further clarification, and I could clarify it the wrong way. Uh, I could have this, you know, my response to that inclination to the good could be that, you know, I think that it's good to, you know, uh, rob the, the uh, Empire City Casino at gunpoint. Uh, I think it's good to... Uh, you know, ignore the, uh, you know, social distancing recommendations. And, I, it, it, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, 
what, you know, it, whatever I do is not good simply because I, I say it is. Again, we're talking about objective reality here. So again, I can have a feeling. Uh, I, I can I, I, because of uh, you know it depends on, on you know how I'm, I'm brought up perhaps. You know, people uh, who have been abused as children, uh, people who have who've suffered uh, all kinds of terrible things might, you know, just may, may just might be confused on what's good or not good. Uh, you know, the, 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 the cloudy vision of somebody caught up in an addiction. You know, uh, the, 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 the bottle is good <laughs> in my mind. Not good objectively. So again, you get the idea that this is, it, 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 it's an inclination that we all share, but it needs further, further specification. And that second element of conscience, synderesis, which would be, uh, I'm sorry, no, synedesis, S-Y-N-E-I-D-E-S-I-S. S-Y-N-E-I-D-E-S-I-S, or which is a, in, translated into Latin as conscientia. That's the here and now judgment of practical reason. That is where I go through a process, you might say, and say, I want to do the right thing. Think of it in terms of, let's not think of it in terms of, uh, uh, of good versus evil. Let's think of it in terms of, 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 of goods. I, I, I have the, I start with the feeling I want to do something uh, good with my life. Uh, I want to do what, what is God's will in my life. And therefore I got to make that a little bit more specific. And so through prayer, through consultation with others, uh, I, 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 I narrow it down to uh, discernment between religious life and married life. You know, both goods. But I have to make the judgment which, in the best of my discernment, is what God is calling me to. Okay, uh, that, you know, that, 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 that can be those kind of, of, of judgments of conscience can be more uh, dramatic than the choice between good and evil. As I said last time, most of us are not going to pace the floor tonight you know, debating seriously, do I rob the, uh, the bank tomorrow or not? Clear good, clear evil. Pretty, you know, pretty easy compared to the choice between two goods or, as we would say, two evil. Does, Ma, does grandma stay on the respirator or not? Uh, those are the things we wrestle with. Uh, and again, that's where we're going to have a lot of feelings, but for everybody's sake, especially grandma's, we got to make sure we're dealing with the truth. Uh, so those you might say, as we go through history, those are the, 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 the two, you might say, uh, the, the scholastic theology, the origins have given us, a, uh, you know, clarified things. The details, specific examples, uh, would be in Bohr, you know, that would be a good fill out, but I'm just trying to, you know, move us along without getting too, uh, uh, you might say, bogged down in, 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 in particular details. Uh, 
So the uh, you might say the, the the morally good life would be the actualization of our innate inclinations uh, uh, and the moral virtues, uh, both the, the the infused virtues that we get directly from God uh, and those virtues that are human and assisted by the grace of the Holy Spirit. So that's what, you know, uh, uh, we'll see in a, in a couple of weeks that virtue, again, that idea of good habits, uh, habitus, literally uh, stable disposition to act in a certain way, uh, will help us. So we, 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 we will know how to, you know, uh, how to act justly, how to act honestly, how to act chastely, so forth and so on. But that's the moral life is putting that, you might say that, that vague uh, inclination, making it more and more specific. Okay? The, before we go into the, uh, uh, the, the, you might say the, the, the analysis of, of uh, further, you know, going into a little bit more deep, it, it, moving historically, again, the, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the difficulties that we faced, you might say, in our own time. Uh, and that something that was uh, uh, John Paul II was trying to uh, uh, correct uh, in Veritatis Splendor is that as uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, as we progressed uh, through the 20th century, uh, especially the latter part of the 20th century, there was, you know, a great deal more emphasis, you might say, placed on the moral subject, which is a good thing. As even John Paul himself said, you know, that we have to understand, you know, more moral theology or morality in the first person. Uh, be aware of, our, of who we are and how we act. But again, there was a, perhaps a, uh, a, a, a more unbridled sense of freedom, uh, a, uh, you know, a, a sense of uh, maybe... Uh, our ability to control things with technology and with with many technical advancements, a lot of things probably conspiring to give us uh, maybe the impression that we need not be tethered to uh, ideas of, uh, of moral norms. Uh, that we need, we had that we uh, or specifically in Catholic language, we we don't. What, what was what was really on the on the table here? What was a denial of uh, you might say objective value or lack thereof? Yeah. Uh, uh, so here we go. I don't know if you're hearing. Here we go. Uh, so the idea of let's say the. the the, 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 the concept of intrinsic evil uh, was dismissed by a number of different theologians, by schools of thought. 
So what I mean by intrinsic evil, intrinsic evil is that category or categories of actions that uh, cannot possibly contain uh, any good for the human person. Those categories of actions that cannot possibly assist us in our uh, journey towards holiness and eternal life. So again, the idea of uh, you know uh, the, the, the murder, the, taking the killing the innocent, uh, the idea of uh, really grave matter lies. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, the, with regards to the sixth commandment, you know, any, any anything that that would use another human being as a means to an end for sexual pleasure. That there's nothing that conceivably that's going to be good for anybody in these situations. But as time went on, people would say, well, they, they, most of the time that's true, you know, uh, but they would not say all the time that's true. Could not, could, would, would not want to say, that there is such a thing that, uh, that, that, that as intrinsically that, that an action that could never ever be done. Uh, again, so that was, uh, and then and, and and with that came the the idea that we kind of like create our own values, or that we create our own truth, uh, which you know has a nice ring to it. It 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 it. it uh, you know, uh, uh, it speaks of, of, you know, you might say the, the, the exalted powers of being a human being. Uh, but in reality, it, it, uh, it takes us outside of, of, of the real world. Uh, so again, if you, you can read about it, uh, if you're not already familiar with it, we, we'd have time to talk about, let's say, what, what is often called proportionalism. Proportionalism is a is a, uh, a, a a school of thought that says let's not say that anything is intrinsically bad or for that matter intrinsically good. Let's look at everything in the situation and see does doing a certain action or not doing a certain action it does it create a proportion of good for uh, the the people involved. Uh, so again, the example would be uh, birth control. Uh, would be the example that somebody would say, "Well, it 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 it, it, it is, you know, uh, generally speaking, even at the beginning, the, the theologians would say, proportions would say, it is uh, most of the time, uh, birth control, artificial contraception would be a disvalue." But let's say to save the marriage or something like that, it can be done uh, if, 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 if there is a proportion. Uh, you know, uh, if, it, uh, if the evil tolerated is proportionate to the good achieved. Now, the problem there is that it, 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 for many problems, but one of it, it makes uh, morality almost like a, a, a mathematical exercise 
where reality is that we, we, we act much more intuitively. You know, we, we, we don't analyze every step most of the time. We have an innate sense that we're in the right direction. Uh, so again, I, I don't want to dismiss proportionalists or proportionalism right, but just to give you an idea of what uh, something like what John Paul II and what the current teaching of, of, of you know is uh, 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 about, uh, you know, uh, you know, it also it, it, it doesn't. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's, it's an, it, it is a respect what the church wants us to respect the objective nature of actions and that goes all the way back to the council john the 23rd and paul sixth uh speaking about you know the objective nature of the act has to be always in the the uh calculation regards to uh, uh what you know determining the morality of something and we'll see that a little bit more clearly when we talk about the moral act Strictly speaking. Any questions, any follow-up or clarifications? Hey. As I say, I hope, you know, that's one of the problems here that we don't have a chance to have a real give and take, but you might say is that we want to look at is now that we said how did in, in practical terms how does our conscience work for lack of a better term uh again as we said there is the uh the 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 the, the, the two senses of, of conscience um uh, we can just we can even make you know look look at how the catechism describes that again if the Maybe make it even more clear for us. Looking at uh, <laughs> paragraph seven, seventeen eighty. Uh, the the it reads: the dignity of the human person implies and requires uprightness of moral conscience. Conscience includes the perception of the principles of morality. Sideresis, their application in the given circumstances by practical discernment of reasons and goods. And finally, judgment about concrete acts yet to be performed or already performed. The truth about the moral good stated in the law of reason is recognized practically and concretely by the prudent judgment of conscience. We call that man prudent chooses in conformity with this judgment. 1781 continues, conscience enables one to assume responsibility for the acts performed. If man commits evil, the just judgment of conscience can remain with him as the witness to the universal truth of the good, at the same time as the evil of this particular choice. The verdict or the judgment 
of the judgment of conscience remains a pledge of hope and mercy. In attesting to the fault committed, it calls to mind the forgiveness that must be asked, the good that must still be practiced, and the virtue that must be constantly cultivated with the grace of God. Okay? So again, Where are you reading from, Monsignor? I'm sorry. It's having, the Catechism, okay. paragraph 1780-1781. Okay, so again, that, 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 that is another way of, of solidifying what we were saying. Uh, the... the Going, I'm sorry to be jumping back and forth with documents here, but uh, if, if we followed along with uh, Veritatis Splendor, paragraph 54, we see, you know, described there the essential relationship between conscience and truth. That conscience is, you might say, Conscience gives us the ability to recognize good, not the ability to create the good. Uh, so that, in, in, in a sense, that it is always orienting us to the objective moral order. It, 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 it obviously doesn't specify every action, uh, even within a respect to the objective moral order, but it still, but it orients us in the right direction. So again, we see two essential in those in paragraph fifty-four and and following the 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 the, the key of uh, the, the conscience being essentially related to truth and to human freedom. And that freedom uh, is itself intimately related to truth. So that I am free not when I do whatever I want to do. I'm not free when I uh, actually, you know, create a value for myself. Uh, because I'm never, you know, as I say, I... I, I, I when I'm when I'm you know acting in that way, when I'm when, I, when I'm making things up as I go along, in a certain sense, uh, I'm never at peace. Uh, I'm never sure. I, I I don't know. I can decide for today, but I can't tell you anything about tomorrow. Uh, so again, it sounds good. It sounds good to carve out our own way in this universe and all that, but in reality, it's a torture. Uh, because I, I'm, I'm constantly, uh, you know, uh, unsure of myself. Uh, so the idea would be to, to recognize I am most free when I recognize the truth and do what you might say, or freedom or excellence. You know, again, we, we, we tend to have a very, uh, you know, a one-dimensional view of freedom. Freedom would be, uh, you know, I'm free from something. We, we, we can't wait for this virus to pass us so that we'd be free from these constraints. Fair enough. 
but in the middle of these constraints, can be very free, freer than we ever been before. If we, you know, draw closer to each other, if we pray for each other, if we seek the common good uh, by, you know, uh, putting up with these uh, these inconveniences and so forth and so on. Uh, you know, there, there, there can be tremendous uh, experiences of, of, of freedom, you know, right, you know, right there. So the, uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll try to speak, you know, now look at, look at it in concrete terms. Uh, the, uh, what you might say is one of the steps that we take in, uh, uh, in, 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 in acting on the basis of our conscience. What does a judgment of conscience look like? And again, I, I, I'll, I'll put us back to that, uh, that understanding of, uh, go back a couple of weeks to uh, the uh, uh, the, the, the conversion. We were talking about conversion. Uh, and uh, Bernard Wander, uh, the, 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 the steps that bore uh, effective conversion, intellectual, moral, religious, uh, mentioned Lonergan is that he, and Bohr would have been influenced by, by him as a teacher. Uh, he talks about Distinguishing between the, the the authentically good and the merely apparently good. So again, I used a silly example. You know, I have the experience of being hungry. I call out for pizza, and I order like a, the large pie, take it home, and eat it all myself. Until three o'clock in the morning, I'm having some difficulty. I'm spending more time over water than Lindbergh. Uh, and then it dawns on me that it seemed good, but it really wasn't. Okay, it's a you know bad example, but but it's the idea is that you know it, 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 it's very important to distinguish that which is really good from what is what what just seems to be good. So again, the uh, you, you might say the first step involved in this would be what you might say is, uh, for lack of a better word, data gathering. Uh, that we, we, we ask, you know, questions of the moral situation that we're in. So, we, we, you know, literally what is involved? Pardon? Uh, what is involved? You know, we we'll look at the, the, the classical terminology. What's the object of the act? What what what, what are we talking about? Uh, you know, uh, what what is going to be done? What are the circumstances? So these are the questions. Again, uh, who, what, why? Uh, you know, uh, when, I, when I'm when I'm thinking about making a, a decision, making a judgment. Uh, am I the only one involved? Am I the the, the, the person who uh, uh, do I do this simply on my own? 
uh, or are there other people involved? How am I involving others? What are the other circumstances? Uh, what, are, what are the motivations? Uh, you know, what, 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 are, what are my uh, in, intentions? Uh, and again, what, uh, what, what other alternatives are there? Again, it, it, sometimes you might say, this looks like the scientific method. You know, this might be what medical people are heroically doing, even as we speak, in terms of how to treat people. You know, uh, you know what, uh, whether it's the virus or something else, what do we, you know, what, 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 what are my options? What are the alternatives? Okay, so there's the idea of... Uh, uh, of, of gathering data, gathering, making, gathering steps, taking steps. Uh, but the idea uh, being is that there's, there, there's involved in this also a certain docility, a certain openness, uh, especially with regards to the, uh, you know, the, let's say the teaching of the church. Uh, or, or so I mean, it, it, as, as, I, as I gathered data, I'm going to also think about it in terms of, let's say, what does the church teach about the issue at hand or not? What do holy, responsible people uh, uh, think about it? It's where we consult. Consult with somebody who we think knows something about this. Uh, could be, you know, uh, a, a, a friend. Could be a parish priest. It could be a deacon. It could be, you know, somebody whose judgment uh, we trust. Uh, so that would all be part of it, and, and in a spirit, you might say, of docility, uh, as we, uh, you know, as as we go through it. Uh, and this leads into, uh, you know, discernment. Uh, the, uh, the, the the term that Pope Francis, especially coming out of his Jesuit uh, background, you know, uh, the 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 sermon experience, the Ignatian uh, spirituality, the Ignatian retreat, uh, the Ignatian exercises in particular, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, in other words, what I'm what, what I'm saying is. Uh, in our language, in our this is where we are trying to find out of all of the information that we've we've gotten in the you might say the data gathering. Uh, what is God's will? Uh, you know, uh, as best as we can discern it. Uh, again, the the idea of uh, uh, the. the this is where we we, we 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 are acutely aware that the conscience is not, as we said, simply a solitary reality. Because if I if this is if it, if it is true that as the council, you know, uh, puts us in a situation uh, where we are, uh, you know, where, where the conscience is, where we are alone with God. And we realize that we are we are involved with, with someone more than ourselves. So again, what is we're not simply here talking about what's going to be the easiest for me, what's going to be the most convenient, 
what's going to be the most efficient, what's going to be the most least expensive, or whatever. But as best as I can say, what is genuinely good? What is God's will in this situation? Uh, and uh, you know, we this is where we try to overcome all uh, a uh, all individualism. And in plain English, we can ask ourselves what I'm debating, what I'm trying to discern, to do or not do. In plain English, is this an appropriate action for a disciple of Jesus? Is this an action that will lead me further in the direction of heaven, in plain, in plain English? Uh, so again, it, 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 it is, is it, you know, it, it, at one level it can be very complicated, it can be very intricate, but on the other level it is, at the end of the day, is this an appropriate action for somebody who claims to be a follower of Jesus? Is it, is it an appropriate action for somebody who is, uh, has Jesus as the center of his life? Again, we have to go back to what we spoke about before all that stuff about a new life in christ uh that that this is where it has some teeth instead if uh if i am this new person uh, you know if, if if the lord jesus is uh at the center of my life and if and if it's more than just the idea of jesus but the real jesus uh especially as we see him act in the scriptures especially as we see his actions reflected upon in the tradition of, of, the, of the church and the tradition of theology. Not an idea of Jesus, but a real person that I relate to in prayer. Uh, then, you know, then that's a, 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 that question becomes even all the more uh, uh, important. Father, can I ask a question? Sure. Um, you're talking about discernment. Is that step two, or are you still dealing with the first step? Okay, it would, it would, it would be, uh, sorry about that, it would be uh, data gathering, discernment. Uh, the discernment would be, you might say, second step. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, and then, you know, this is where we... we uh, you know the the great the great drama that is there uh, is that we we many times will get to we'll 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 make a judgment when we arrive at what we call moral certitude. A moral certitude would mean, I guess, there are different ways of explaining it. We're not talking about scientific certitude. We're not talking about you know, like the the, the uh, you know uh, uh, lab results, or or or, uh, or or something like that. We're not talking about uh, it, it doesn't come to us that way. But you might say, for lack of a better word, and I'm not making an equation here, but an example you might say of moral certitude is what would be expected of a juror in voting in a case. Uh, the, 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 the evidence is such that it is not reasonable to assume that somebody else committed this crime. 
you know, uh, that, that, that there are no, in the legal language, reasonable doubts. Uh, you know, uh, so it, 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 it's, it, it, that, that might be one way of clarifying it, but again, we're not going to get to the point in our discernment. It's not going to be, unless we have like a miraculous intervention, it, it may not always be, uh, you know, clear to such a degree that we could, you know, uh, you know, scientifically put it out there that way. Uh, but rather, we have, what do we say? We know, I knew in my heart that, 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 that I, I was doing the right thing. I was doing, that, I, that, that this was the truth. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's that, that idea of moral certitude, that, that we are so convinced that no explanation to the contrary is reasonable. Could you be wrong? Yes, St. Thomas has a great thing to say about that. Yes, we could be wrong. And we'll talk more about this this night, but, but you know, what, 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 what keeps me in good faith, why I could be, you know, outside the church, but still be a saint, is did I, was I docile? Did I do my best to believe what the church believes? Did I do my best to uh, to to uh, understand the way the church understands it? Uh, did I talk to people? Did I pray? Did, did, did I did I you know uh, was I rash uh, or was I avoiding being rash in any way? Yeah, I could be wrong, but in good faith. Very different than somebody who just says ah. Uh, these title celibates don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to do it this way. The two very, two different, very different stances, very different moral approaches. Uh, so again, we can say more about that. But the idea is that you know we, at the end of the day, with God's help, we do the best that we can and arrive at that moral certitude. That would be, you might say, the the decision. That would be the the third step. <laughs> Uh, and then, obviously, the execution, carrying it out. You know, uh, so that's the you know the the, the you know uh, to use Lonergan framework, you know, just for the heck of it, experience, understanding, judgment, decision, action. Okay, that you might say this works for explaining the judgment of conscience it also works for the 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 the, the, the judgment of you know verifying that you're on the right train out of grand central you get on the train uh you have the experience of being on the train but you're not sure if it's the right train experience you ask somebody is this the 722 to Poughkeepsie and they say yeah experience understanding judgment this is where I want to be. Decision. I'm going to stay on the train. Action. You're on your way to Poughkeepsie. For whatever reason, anybody want to go to Poughkeepsie, but that's another story. Uh, so that that I mean that that, that is, is. Hopefully, we we will we'll take a break now, and we'll, we'll you can let it percolate. But that would be how we 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 we, we a, a judgment of conscience uh, looks like. But again, use not being semantic about it. We're calling it a judgment because, again, 
it is, I'm making a judgment that the truth is now confronting me. And the truth is that I do this or not, or avoid this. Uh, it's not that I decide, as it were, to do what is, is, uh, is, is best for me. Uh, again, I don't want to push that too far because language, you know, the way we use language, it, it, we, we, I don't want to make more problems than, than we, we, we have in front of us. But strictly speaking, we're talking more about a judgment than a, a, uh, a, a decision. But, but, but the idea of this, how conscience works, helps us to understand, you know, all morally relevant things, not simply the choice between good and evil, as I said, but especially, most dramatically, the choice between two goods. Uh, maybe dramatically put in, in, in the choice of a state in life, uh, where you're not dealing with good versus evil, but which is which is the good, you might say, that God wills for me and for my contribution to the world and the church. I want to take about 15 minutes or so and uh, have some, some questions, and then we'll try to... I'll talk a little bit about doubt, the expression of, of what do we do when we experience doubt, uh, and then we can, uh, you know, probably, you know, call it a night after after that. But, but take a take a little break now. Thank you. Thank you. The, the, the material. Why why what is being done? Uh, you're driving a car. You know what what it is. Okay then. Okay, okay. Are we there? Okay, okay. We have the, the object, what exactly is going to be done, the nature of the action, and then what, what means are going to be employed. Okay, the action is, uh, you know, uh, taking a trip to, uh, you know, California. The means, I'm going to take an airplane. Again, it's fairly self-evident. Uh, and the, uh, the, 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 the judgment of the value of the action, uh, or, the, or the lack thereof. Again, and that's another important element there, that it is, it is an evaluative uh, judgment. In a, in, a, in, a, in a, it's not just conceptual knowledge, but an evaluative judgment. Uh, the ability, you might say, to deliberate. To say, I will do this because I see value in it. Or I will not do it because I see evil in it. And that, I think, is a very important thing when we, you know, that, that, that I think we offer to the discussion of... Uh, uh, you know, of, 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 of moral acts and the way people act. That, that what, is, what is very important is the ability to deliberate. So the, the, the idea of somebody can do something very good, somebody can do something very evil, but what makes it morally relevant is what, what was, the, was the, the actor able to uh, deliberate and make a value judgment. Obviously, you know, if, if a, uh, a, a you know, little boy, you know, or a little girl walking through the house picks up a gun and fires it at somebody, you know, ending some other person's life, 
you know, it is an evil thing, but the child did not commit either a sin or a crime because he or she, being whatever tender age they were, couldn't deliberate, couldn't evaluate, didn't really know what they were doing, as opposed to an adult being in the similar situation. So the idea of, you know, object circumstances, you know, motive, all of these fit into what is a, uh, a, a, a moral act. And all these fit into that process of discernment uh, in terms of uh, what is, is important with regards to uh, the, uh, the moral evaluation. Okay, so for instance, uh, the, the uh, Let's look at it. Here's one example of, of, of that. Is that the object of the exterior act of the will is usually some facet of reality, something external to the actor. A $20 bill, a cup of coffee, morphine, my girlfriend, a deer in the woods. And the act is about the terminus of the action. It is from this external object that we begin to pick up on the species of the action. The object of the interior action is, is the conceptual, intentional action I intend to carry out. Uh, so that, for instance, that $20 bill gets specified to pay back a loan. That cup of coffee is specified to have breakfast. That morphine is specified to reduce pain. So again, the, the idea is that the the uh, it, it, it's the 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 action, the, the the reality that is made more specific by the intention, you might say, of the actor. You know why I'm having this cup of coffee, why I'm uh, holding this twenty dollar bill, and so forth and so on. So the idea, the action, that, that it all makes it all more specific. Uh, and all of this is regards to, you know, the, the, as we'll see, circumstances uh, it can, can have, a, can have a, a, an, an effect. We don't go in tonight, we'll do it when we talk about sin, but we'll talk about, uh, once again, about how uh, one's culpability uh, and limit uh, if one's knowledge or one's freedom is limited or constraint. Literally, if, if, if somebody is holding a gun to your head, uh, then uh, you, you're not free, and therefore the action of you know, robbing a bank is not morally imputable to you. Uh, you know, as I say, or if you're totally ignorant through no fault of your own about you know, some moral norm, uh, then again, that invincible ignorance uh, is makes the action imputable. Not you know you're not able to be uh, imputed as, as as guilty of it. So and we we've seen that, but, but this is how it makes it a little bit more more clearly. Now, what happens when we talk about a situation of doubt? Uh, what we mean by uh, doubt 
is a uh, normally makes us we have to we have to stop we have to pause uh, we have to pause because when we when we don't know what we're doing we have to uh, you know when we're not sure about what we're doing we can't do it now that's a matter of common sense you might say if you're hunting in the woods and you don't know whether that rustling in the background is a uh, uh, you know, is, is, is a deer, or whether it's your brother-in-law, uh, you don't shoot uh, until you resolve the doubt. Uh, if you are not sure, again, practically speaking, you're not sure if you're on the 722 to, you know, Newburgh, uh, or you're on the express to Detroit, you don't get on the train until you resolve the doubt. Uh, again, we, 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 you know, doubt is uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 situation that need, needs to be needs to be resolved. So again, what are we talking about? What you might say? What is the, uh, uh, the, the you know? Are you talking about a doubt of fact or a doubt of, of law? A doubt of fact, you might say, would be. Uh, you know, what would be, uh, you know, uh, you know, am I on the right train? Uh, a doubt of uh, law would be, uh, you know, do I need, given the situation that we have now with the, uh, you know, the virus, do I need to fast before, uh, uh, you know, uh, communion? Or do I need to uh, get holy communion? Uh, or do I need to uh, take a... Uh, uh, or can I eat meat on Friday or something like that? Okay, there, there might be those, those, those are the, the doubts that, that have to be uh, uh, resolved. So I guess the, the idea is, you know, the, the reason is that it, 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 and when the stakes are much higher, this is the reason for being, uh, uh, for, for, for not going all alone in making important moral decisions moral judgments uh, again either about our own life uh, uh, you know uh, the, the, the you know the, 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 those think of, 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 of you guys, the guys who were diaconate candidates the discernment that went into uh, is God calling me to this and the ultimate judgment that you made to go forward with it or you know the, 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 about getting married you know, being married to this person or that person. Again, it was something that you, uh, I'm sure, you know, that probably prayed about, probably spoke to people about. Uh, you know, uh, is, is this the girl for me or is this the guy for me? You know, in your opinion. Uh, or when, when somebody approached you about the diaconate, you sat down with them. And you said, well, you know, I, I need to know more uh, before you came. So there were a lot of, of, of it, 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 it's, a, it's a big case for consultation. Uh, and, and not to try, again, as rugged individualists, we tend to try to do things on our own. And sometimes that doesn't work always to our best, uh, our, our best advantage. Uh, secondly, the... Uh, uh, 
the, the doubts are, are, are sometimes there when we are we have to be careful to resolve them when when other people are involved. Okay, if, if in all of us, you know, whether we're counseling, you're counseling your children, or whether in a pastoral situation uh, or an educational situation, a student or, or somebody approaches you in a, in a pastoral situation about a situation in their life, an issue in their life, that sometimes, again, you'd want to, uh, uh, in helping them to resolve their doubts uh, or, to, or to get over an impasse, you'd want to, to you know, to, to guide them and to, to uh, help them. And you might, again, also want to, you know, consult yourself. So again, it, 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 it's again, it, this is an area of moral, of, of moral theology where it is, you know, good common sense. Uh, but, but just to, to, it's good for us to stop and think about why we can't act when we're in a situation of doubt. Uh, but people do, uh, and and it brings a certain degree of of difficulty to them. Uh, and I, I don't say this to make fun of anybody, but many sometimes in confession, uh, somebody would say, "Bless me, Father, I've sent my last confession was this and everything. I did A, B, C, or D, but I don't think this is sin." Then, then you know you would say gently as you could. Well, why did you mention it? I was really good. like, if I fucking crazy? Again, uh, so the idea is, now there could be a lot of things going on there. Could be a lot of things, you know, uh, psychological or or, or or force of habit. It could be the superego rather than conscience. I, I'm aware of that. But the idea is, is, is very interesting is that uh, the, the, the acting with, with, with a degree of doubt didn't really bring any peace. In fact, that's why, you know, you know, it, that's fairly clear uh, that 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 they get up. Maybe it is. I want to have my my. You know, I, I want to make sure that I cover myself in a certain sense. Uh, so again, not to not to, but but it, the, the ideas are just you know it, 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 acting in that way doesn't really bring you know much peace of mind or heart to anybody. And it just shows the, 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 you know, the steps that we do to try to, to resolve doubts. Uh, so, you know, prayer, reflection, consultation, uh, there, there, there are certain, and also we have to be aware there are certain moral situations that are true dilemmas. A dilemma, you know, it, it doesn't seem, it seem to be damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, that there doesn't seem to be any good uh, outcome. Uh, and then again, it's a question of trying to, you know, in those situations to limit the, 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 uh, uh, the hardship, limit the evil, uh, and certainly not to do anything that is intrinsically evil, uh, do anything sinful. But again, it's not, uh, it, 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 it sometimes does present ourselves that way, that there's no no, 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 no good thing. Again, probably happening thousands of times. God help us, you know, removing somebody from a ventilator. Okay, it, 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 uh, it, 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 
is it, I mean, I mean, at the end of their life, is it, is, or, or is it, where's the good? I mean, ultimately, those are the, 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 the salvation person, but here and now, it doesn't seem to be, it's, it's a true dilemma. You know, I, I it, 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 it's, the therapy isn't going anywhere, uh, but if I take it out, it's going nowhere. Uh, how do you make those decisions? Uh, so again, those are, are uh, you know, we, where one can be perplexed. Another thing that we won't, we'll, we'll look at when we get into the discussion of, of sin, uh, where we'll revisit some of this, is the, uh, the two pastorally challenging uh, situations of conscience, uh, the, the, the lax conscience and the scrupulous conscience. Uh, the lax conscience, you know, uh, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. My last confession was 35 years ago. Uh, geez, I think I, I, I can't think of anything. Uh, and, and the scrupulous conscience, bless me, Father, my last confession, confession was yesterday afternoon. And when I brushed my teeth, uh, I think I swallowed some of the toothpaste and then I went to Holy Communion without observing the hour fast. Again, you can see the, the torturous nature of, of people in that situation. Again, some of it is more psychological sometimes than spiritual, but how to, uh, how to help people, you know, in the, in the lax sense, how to get somebody to examine their life uh, and, and, the scrupulous person, how to get that person to trust in the love and mercy of God. That God is not out to get him or her. When we were being taught how to be confessors, I'll never forget it. You know, it was in the late, it was the early 80s, you know, and there was, you know, a lot of, the style of the day would be to have somebody, priests were often creative in, in, in giving penances. So, the, 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 the priest we had, very wise professor, said, when you're dealing with a scrupulous person, be very specific. One Our Father, two Hail Marys, a decade of the rosary, that's it. The last thing you want to tell somebody, somebody said, you know, bless me, Father Frierson, I, I was I, impatient with my wife. And then for penance, you say, why don't you do something nice for your wife? Well, heck, the guy would buy her a Lexus and still wouldn't he's done off. You know, he'd be just piling it on in a certain sense and causing himself great turmoil. No, be very specific, even if it's not, you know, fashionable. Uh, and then I just mentioned that as, a, uh, as an example. We'll, we'll revisit it. Uh, a little bit later on, near the end of the of the of the course, but uh, but we see in addition to uh, and and Bohr will talk about it. In addition to understanding the genesis of a of a moral act and conscience to deal you know with with doubts and to deal with uh, the the you might say the pathologies of conscience in terms of laxity and scrupulosity. We'll also a little bit later on in, in, the, in the end section talk about uh, the, the 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 doctrine of cooperation uh, and the so that the 
the principle of double effect. Uh, but we, we looked at that before, but we'll see it again. What I'd like to do uh, at the beginning of our next time is to uh, round out, you know, the discussion of conscience with a uh, discussion a little bit of the formation of conscience. Uh, the formation of conscience is something, you know, something that is uh, a lifelong activity, uh, a lifelong project. Uh, that that you know what 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 goes into the formation of conscience? Uh, uh, how do we assist one another in forming our conscience? How do we, as witnesses to Jesus, try to form the conscience of our country, of our culture? Uh, in one way or another, by especially by the witness of our lives. So that would be a uh, uh, the, the uh, where we'll start next week. I think at this point we can, you know. Uh, One question, Senior. Pardon? One question. Yeah. How would you explain the difference between doubt and regret? Doubt. I mean, I think that would be a, a, a situation where you are more in antecedent to the action uh and turn under obviously it can it can come uh afterwards as well when you doubt yourself when we doubt it when we, when we even use the language doubt ourselves but i mean doubt would be i i'm i'm, I'm before the judgment is made i don't know which way to go uh, or i don't really know what's right and what's wrong regret i would more a uh, an experience of having realized that we made the wrong choice and therefore would be, you know, it, 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 you know, regret, guilt, whatever term we want to use in a healthy sense would be the first step for, towards a conversion and renewal. When I, when I examine my conscience and say, I regret this because it was wrong. Therefore I can, what can I do about it? You know, in terms of, uh, being, being renewed. Uh, down, I think, more is before, uh, you know, as we're on the verge of an action. And I just don't know whether this is the right thing or not to do. Thank you. Sure. Well, everybody have a good rest of the week. And, you know, as we enter.